Welcome to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God. Pastor Larry Sterling, we invite you to join us in a service soon. We're located at 379 Avenue A, East Point, Florida. Our service times are 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Sundays and 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. We pray that this week's message inspires you to shine the light of Christ to those around you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Again, it's good to see you in the house of the Lord today. Appreciate you sharing with each other. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew. Last Sunday morning, we spoke about I need you, speaking of the church. We made a commitment to each other that we would love one another. And the presence of God filled this place because I want to tell you, when you make a commitment to love God's people, God's going to love you back. And that's, that's critical for the growth of any church. It's the critical for the purpose of any church. And so I want you to hear the heart of your pastor this morning. Our job, our duty to care for one another, to love one another, and to be here for one another. And, and Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, tells us the mission and the reason why. So if you all would stand with me for the reading of the Word of God. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. The Bible says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O God, for your blessings over this sermon this morning. We thank you, God, for the service that we have had, the worship. Lord, no matter where we may find ourselves, it's no matter what we may find in, in walking with you, there may be storms, there may be trials, there may be issues of life, but God, you're our anchor, you're the calm in the storm, you're our blessing, you're our peace, you're our anointing, you're everything that we have need of. So God, we just say thank you for blessing us this last week and this, this morning, oh Lord. Father, we need you to move in a mighty way in this church because, it, Lord, it, the message of the gospel needs to go forth. The power of Christ needs to be identified. The glory of the Lord needs to shine down. And, Father, your, your will needs to be done in this, in this community. For, Lord, this church is here by purpose. This church is here by, by, by your will and divine plan. And so, Father, we just thank you for your love for us today. And, Lord, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Again, the title of the message this morning is, Why We Need You. Why We Need You. You see, God has specific purposes for the church in our community. God has specific purposes for you 
and this part of this church and part of being where we are headed as a body of believers. You see, I want to see God bless, touch, heal, and deliver our community. I want to see God's love shining around us. And we're not here by accident. We're not here by accident. God has purposed in us. So like we were singing earlier, when storms came against this church, God has kept this church. Amen. God has kept this church. Why? Because he has purpose for us to be here. He has sanctioned us to be here. This does not mean that we, that we, that we can do what we want to do and be what we want to be. It means that if we follow God's plan and God's desires and God's wishes for this community and God's will for our community, God will then enable us and bless us and encourage us and strengthen us and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And this is the this is the meaning and the purpose of all this because without the will of God without the power of God in this we're just a spiritual club of people coming together that that has no real direction or purpose other than the fact of meeting together but we are on mission we are believers knowing that God has created a kingdom for us that God has created a purpose for us that God has created desire for us and one day he's bringing us all unto himself one day we're going to be with Jesus forever and forever and forever. One, this life is temporary, but what you do in this life has eternal consequences. Even though this life may seem small in, in, in eternity's mindset, it, it echoes in eternity for era after era after era, from period after period, from time after time. By knowing Jesus now and following him now, it's going to bless you forever and forever and forever forever this is the gospel there are people today that are literally within the shadow of this church living and dying and going to hell and we have the obligation as God's people to reach out to them we can't force them we can't make them we just need to pray for them and bless them and reach to them and call out the name of Jesus for them but we've got to be God's hands and feet for all around us with, if we decide that we just want to be here and have a good church and have good worship and have good praise and, and have good programs for our people and, and we focused on us and how great we are and all these things, but we're not focused on the mission of God and where God is taking us, then we have, we are, we are literally falling away from what God has in store for you. You see, sometimes one of the greatest temptations is surrendering the best for the good. Sometimes you can say, well, this is good enough. I don't Really want to sacrifice for the best but the trouble is is there's anointing there's blessing there's favor under the best and not the good the good can get you so far but if you want to walk where there's no weapon formed against you shall prosper if you want to walk where the when the enemy comes in one way he'll flee seven ways if you want to walk in the anointing and the favor and the power and the presence of God if you want to walk in those things then you have to realize you got to surrender the good for the best that God has for you and so when you are, why the title of the message again is why we need you. Why? Because every single person is vital for the kingdom of God. Doesn't matter how old or young you are, how, how, where you are in your walk, God has purpose and plan for you. This is something I sincerely believe. Over the next several months, we're going to be seeking the Lord and praying and asking God. And, and we're going to be creating atmospheres of discipleship and classes that get you stronger in your faith and in your walk and in your, and 
walking with God and being, being strong in the power of the Lord. It is our desire to have an army of spirit-filled believers walking around in their jobs, in their areas, everywhere we go, being God's hands and feet where we are. This is, this is critical. We don't, we, we, we respond, we go, we don't, you know, as a pastor, when someone calls and asks, you know, tells me about someone in the hospital or what, or different things like that, some, you know, when I go, I pray, I believe God can raise them up, and I've been by many bedsides where I've prayed for them, and they still had to go through surgery. I've been through many bedsides where I've prayed for them, and they still had to go through the issues. And then I've prayed for them, and just the thing turns around, and God just does a work. We have to go whether he heals or he doesn't heal. We still have to go. It, the, the, the miracle is not the prerequisite. It is our faith in God that no matter what happens in that room, I'm still going to do what God has asked me to do. I don't need God to tell, I don't need to see a miracle to get up and go. I just need to go because he asked me to go. I need to be because he asked me to be. I need to do because he asked me to do. That's what the requirement is. But, you know, obviously faith is a process of it. I'll tell you a story one time. We were... I was in a, um, praying with, uh, I was, there was a guy that had tuberculosis. He was locked in the tuberculosis ward. And uh, I was looking for her earlier. That baby's the first time here. I was going to recognize her earlier. You know, you're running away. Turn around and look at that baby. Don't let her leave without looking at that baby. That's, that's her first time being in church. I was going to do this earlier, but she was gone. It's all right. You can take her to nursery now. <clears throat> I didn't see her come back. Anyway, I love babies. It's okay. What was I tell you? All right. I was, I was in this tuberculosis. So you, when you're going to tuberculosis wards, you got to be pretty well covered, everything. Mouth, nose, everything's, everything's covered up. And you walk in there, and because, I mean, it's, it's severely contagious. So I'm going in, I'm going into this place. And I prayed for the guy that was there. And when I, I prayed over him, God, God, he said, I know, because he called me and said, Pastor, here's what I believe. If you come and pray for me, I believe God's going to heal me. I said, all right. I was going to go either way, but I said, okay. So when I got there, God, he, when, when I got there, I prayed for him, and instantly, God healed instantly. And so when he was, he's there in the, he's there in the hospital. And as he, he's laying there, he says, he says, I know God healed me because I, I felt it. I know he healed me. It's gone. I, 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 it's, everything's gone. So they, 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 they recognized, they took some tests after I had left and they confirmed what, what he had felt in his body that there wasn't anything there anymore. It was gone. So they kept him in the hospital over a period of time just to monitor him, you know, because, you know, they, they don't like to see the miraculous. Well, they love to see the miraculous, but they, they don't like that they can't explain the miraculous. And so when he's, he's, in a, he's in a room this time because he doesn't have tuberculosis in his system, they put him in observation with other patients. And so he, he comes back 
And, and he's, he calls me and he says, I'm here in this hospital room and I've got coughing. I've got this different thing. They're afraid I'm getting pneumonia now or something like that. And he said, if, and he's calling me and I said, well, I'll be right over. And it was a little bit of a drive about an hour. And he said, no, 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 you don't need to come over. He said, here's what I want you to do. I, I'm going to put my phone on speaker and I'm going to sit it on my chest and I want you to pray over me right now. You just stay right there where you are. I said, okay. So I prayed over him and instantly he, healed me and I and and I told him I said and he, uh, God healed him right there and it, he said it all just dried up right then and so this time though he had a neighbor in his bed he had a neighbor sitting next to him and, it, and when the nurse came in and said well it looks like everything's cleared up and he said praise God God healed me again and the neighbor in his bed goes do you think your pastor could pray for me and I said and he goes he goes yeah I know he gives me a call he says put him on speaker so he says, Pastor, I want you to pray over the guy next to me. And he said, I want you to ask the Lord to let him be released at 8 o'clock tonight. I said, all right. So I pray. He's been in the hospital for a while. And I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we believe that you are able to do this right now. And we began to pray over that man. And the nurse comes in later, and she says, after a period of time that day, she takes the test. She says, sir, everything seems to come back clear. We're going to go ahead and let you go about 8 o'clock tonight. Is that all right? And the lady, the, the guy goes, praise God, hallelujah. You know, God witnessed through the power of the spirit of anointing. Now, I'm telling you this because that's awesome, that's powerful, but that doesn't happen every time I go to the hospital. I expect it to happen. I go in there believing that it could happen and trusting the Lord for it to happen. But it doesn't mean it's going to happen every time. Our obligation as a church is to go in expecting God to move and believing that God can move. It doesn't mean that he's going to do it the way we think he's going to do it. But we still believe that he could do it. And so we go forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Person after person that I've seen healed and delivered, it is not because of anything that, that we have done. It's because of God's favor over this person's life and their willingness to praise God and trust the Lord and believe God for what he has. We are called to be salt to this world. We are called to be light to this world. This world is dark. This world is trial. This world has struggles around us. And we are the only hope this world has because we have the only message that's going to deliver them from all these things and that is Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. It is the only thing that they have left. Everything else is being stripped away from them. Any peace that they have, any favor that they have, any all these things will be stripped away when you turn away from the Lord. Any blessing that you have as a family is there because Jesus has granted it to you. But listen, when you turn away from the one that has covered you, when you turn away as a nation from the one that has blessed you you are running in danger of walking away from the favor and the anointing and the covering that God has for us as a nation there is still a story in the Bible called David and Goliath and so don't believe just because we're so big as a country that there can't be a David that comes around the corner 
You've got to trust the Lord at all times. You've got to believe God. And so the America needs us more than ever before. This is what we call Sanctity of Life Sunday. This is the Sunday across the land of America that we pray over those, the unborn. We pray that God would cover them. We pray for those mothers out there that they would allow this baby to keep continue to turn. This is the time that we believe that God has formed these children in the womb. We have to be the hands and feet of the Lord around us and letting everybody know that God has a plan and a purpose and God loves them. You see, as, as, our, as the church here in this community in East Point, we are number one commissioned, First Peter 2.9 tells us, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. When you become that that royal priesthood, when you understand the anointing that God has for you as a church, when you understand the anointing that God has for you and everything that he has in store for your life, when you understand that process and walk in that, you know that it doesn't come from you. You know that it doesn't generate from you. It came from Jesus Christ. It came from on high because we are chosen, meaning we were called out. We were bought with a price. We were redeemed. We were set free. And now all we are doing is setting, telling the world that God God has a plan and a purpose and you don't have to stay that way that God has love and power and might for your life you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood you don't have to accept what the world says is true you don't have to accept what the doctor says is true you don't have to accept what anything happens around you as the reality Christ has the last word he's still king he's still king of kings and lord of lords and we still believe that God's going to raise people up you're chosen you are royal you are his own special people the other day I went and visited in ICU brother JY Mayo Went in there, and they told me that his heart was out of rhythm, AFib, and all these different things were happening, thus causing his kidneys to shut down, his different other issues I don't want to go into that he was having trouble with. We began to pray in that room right there, and she and his sister was sitting there by his bed. I prayed over him. And I can't tell you that the light from heaven fell into that room. I can't tell you that gold dust sprinkled around or anything. You know how 20 years ago they were saying that was happening. And all these different things. I can't say that anything extraordinary happened in that room. All I did was believe that God could do what he said he could do in that word that he's wrote down for me. I prayed over him. I left. And I get the word later. that all of a sudden... The monitors on the thing shut down, and his sister gets panicked. Sister Kathy, if I tell this wrong, you correct me, all right? And his monitors shut down. Everything went blank. And when his sister runs to the nurse's desk, says, you got to come back in here, something's going on. And all of a sudden, his heart just snapped right back into rhythm. The AFib's gone. The monitor kicks up. And it's restarting because his heart's right. The trouble that happened that was going on in his kidneys changed right then. There was another issue that happened in his bowels. It cleared up right then. All of it began to clear one after the other 
after the other. His blood pressure, which was high, was, was, was immediately dropped. And she said, right now he's still in the hospital because now it's too low and they got to figure out what medicine's doing. Because one moment he was way up here and the next moment God walked into the room. Wasn't me, it was Jesus. You see, we go to give praise to God. We go to give glory to God. It's God that's going to save your family, not you. It's God that's going to take care of you, not you. It's God that's going to give you wisdom through wherever you're going through, whatever trial you might face. It's God that's going to lift you up and cover you and cover your house. It's God that's going to do these things in your life, not you. It's just you putting your hand in the master's hand and holding on to the one that's got a hold of you and trusting in his power and might that he's able to do what he said in his word he would do. Understand that you have the victory. Understand that you have the ability to go through these things. Understand that God's power is not is not somehow falling apart. He's still strong. He's still mighty to save. He's still able to do this thing. Why? Why does God want to do this? So that we can show off his glory. Romans 8, 29 says this. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of a son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, he also called. Whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Everywhere we go, we have victory in Jesus Christ because he has predestined it. You walk into the, you walk, if you walked into a basketball game or a football game or any kind of sport and you already know you're going to win, it, it would be a little bit disheartening, I guess. You wouldn't try that much because you know you're not going to win or you know you're already going to win. So he doesn't, God doesn't give you all the details of how you're going to be victorious. He just says, you trust me, you're going to be victorious. You got to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. You know my plan, my purpose. If you don't trust me, you're not going to come out with the victory. But if you do trust me, that sometimes my plan may take you down a path that you don't understand and you cannot comprehend, but you just got to trust me to know that you're going to be victorious at the end of the game because I predestined it. I've already said my bride is going to be victorious and you've got to trust him that that's that way. Hmm. You got to get this. You got to understand this because without this understanding and re recognizing this, you may be disheartened when, when trials come. You may be, you may struggle when all these things happen in your life. But listen, God knows what's happening. You may not be able to explain why, but you know that He's going to do something about it. Somehow God is going to give you the victory. Somehow God is going to give you the victory. Let me give you another verse. Matthew 13, 43. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who He who has ears to hear, let him hear. You're going to shine forth as the sun. God is going to allow you to shine so that everyone around you can see how great big God is. Sometimes he allows things to go down to a point where everybody's piling on and everybody says, you're finished and everybody says there's no hope and everybody says there's no way out but then God shows up in the midst of the trouble and God shows up in the midst of the sorrow and he turns it around in a moment of a twinkling of an eye in this time he begins to reverse it and the blessings of the Lord change it around so what happens then is you don't get the glory man doesn't get the glory no one else gets the glory but Jesus Christ gets the glory he did it all by himself
I want to tell you, I didn't save myself, he saved me. You didn't save yourself, he saved you. He did it all by himself. He's the one that reached into the purpose of your life. He's the one that reached into where you are and pulled you out. He's the one that put your feet on a solid rock. He's the one that looked at your sin and washed it and made you whole. He's the one that set your feet on a high place. He's the one that delivered you. He's the one that kept you alive and kept you in your right mind when you thought you were going to lose your mind and give up and give out with God. He's the one that walked beside you when everybody else left you. He's the one that's guarded you and said his angels command over you that nothing formed against you would prosper. When the world was trying to shoot arrows at you that was designed to take you out, your God stood in your path and your God covered you and walked beside you. He's been the one that has always loved you and has never forsaken you because he promised you when you come to me, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you and I will go with you to the very end. Though the night be long and the dark be dark I will give you the victory through my name in Jesus Christ trust God trust the Lord trust him the Bible tells us in Philippians 321 he's going to transform our lowly bodies to be conformed to his glorious body you say well I don't understand why this has happened to me I know why because he's changing me I you know you you know, it's never easy when you try to get in shape. There's always some kind of sacrifice that you've got to do. There's always some kind of thing that you've got to do, some kind of exercise, some kind of struggle. This is why I'm going to announce this next week, 25th. I want you to be praying starting Monday of next week, that this, that week, to be praying and fasting how God leads you to fast for the next week over your community. We did it 21 days last year, and I prayed about it, and the Lord directed, told me that that's not what he wanted this year, but that we're going to do one week. But in this case, we're going to have a time period of prayer and fasting. However God leads you to fast, you know your doctor, you know what you can do, what you can't do. So you listen to what God and your doctor has told you to do. But you pray and fast for your community. And I believe by your trusting in the Lord and trusting what God has for that period, God is going to do a mighty thing as we listen to the voice of the Lord. Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 tells us this, And I say to you that you are, are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades or hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Listen, this only works if you're work walking in the will of God. This week, our country had Powerball fever. It's a little bit crazy. I told the crew Wednesday night, when I went to the gas station down here to get my drink of... Uh, Cherry Coke Zero, because I can't find it anywhere else but there. And I went in, I got it. She asked me, she said, do you want a Powerball ticket? And I said, why would I want a Powerball ticket? And I look over at the thing, $1.5 billion. No, I don't want a Powerball ticket, but I could see where somebody would want a Powerball ticket. And I looked at that thing, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and I told this to the church Wednesday night. And I said, don't you realize, this is what God's speaking to me. 
Don't you realize that you're already billionaires in me? That everything that you have need of, I will provide for you. You don't need to worry about tomorrow because I'm already in your tomorrow taking care of your tomorrow. That you don't need to worry about, you don't need to hope that you hit the lottery that somehow you're going to be taken care of because I went to the cross to take care of your tomorrow and your day after that and your day after that and the day after that. You see, when we understand the process that what God has in front of you, you don't have to worry about the food that's on your table because if he has to bring birds to drop it off by your by the riverbank so that you can have something to eat, the Bible tells me that that's the way God works. He's going to take care of you he's going to walk beside you he's going to be there for you as you trust him so as we trust him whatever we bind on earth be bound in heaven meaning that whatever as the church comes together and we begin to pray and we begin to seek God and we say Lord your will your will is for this to take place and we pray the will of the father Jesus said even Jesus said in the garden of the Gethsemane not my will but thy will be done their process is is knowing what God wants and then praying that into existence binding the enemy and loosing the deliverance through the power of the will of God over the situation. But it, nece- it does not necessarily mean that in the physical you can see it right now. It just means that you got to trust him. you got to believe him. You see the part- purpose of this church, why we need you. I've talked about this. To share God's glory. To praise God. To build up his church as we were talking about just a moment ago. But also the Satan's dominion is out there and we've got to tear it down. Ephesians 3.10, the Bible says, To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know what that means? That means that God has called us for his purpose to tell the principalities and powers of the evil one that he is bigger than him and that his anointing is powerful and he has called us to use us for that purpose. What this means, and in essence, that you are out there and God has purpose for you in your life because the enemy says, well, look at them. They were full of sin. Look at them. They were full of evil. Look at them. And God says, I know, but look what I did. Look how I healed them. Look how I cleaned them. Look how I delivered them. Look how I filled them. And now I'm using the very thing you that was used for evil. I've turned it for good and I'm changing the world around them because of my son's blood. You purpose, your purpose out there is to walk into the demonic situation and shine the light of Jesus Christ and break through the barriers of what the enemy has set up. The world says this can't happen and that can't happen, but God says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Bible says, tells us that you're more than a conqueror. The Bible tells us that you're a victor, that you're an overcomer, and all these things is because of the blood of Jesus working through you to break through the barriers of Satan in your life the world around us the the world says it's not possible for the schools to be fixed it's not possible for healings to happen in our community it's not possible for the blessing of the Lord to be back around here I want to tell you through Jesus Christ all things are possible all things are possible and finally this morning lastly the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 18 No, all things are of God 
who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. This simply means there are people out there and Jesus didn't save you just to save you. He saved you so that you can help save other people. His blood's the what's going to save them. His anointing is what's going to save them. But through your ministry, you get to participate in the kingdom of God. I want to tell you how blessed that's going to be. We can't describe it now, but then when you look around, we were honoring Brother Leroy the other night. And you, you know, we, we look around at, at the ministry that he's had in this church and many others that have ministry in this church and many on, that have gone on to be with the Lord that have died and walked with God. And, and now when they get to heaven, you know what they're going to be doing in heaven? There's going to be this atmosphere of what happened over their life. And we're going to watch how God was able to bless through their lives. And you're going to see in maybe some way where you just smiled at somebody and said, good to see you this morning. Just a simple thing may have turned their world so that their heart could look at Jesus. You don't know what the joy of the Lord can do unless you give it a chance. And you begin to just trust God and say, I don't have to do mighty things. I don't have to grab the mic and preach behind pastor. But I can do what God has asked me to do. And when you begin to follow in line what God has asked you to do, you begin to listen and let God. And then when you get on to the glory and God says, look what you did here. Look how you helped this person. Look how you blessed this person. And you're going to say, I did that only because Jesus, you gave me the ability to do so. And all the rewards, I said this last week, all the rewards we receive now, we're going to turn and give to the glory of Jesus Christ right back to him. We're going to cast our crowns before him, before the throne. We're going to say, to you alone, Jesus, belongs the glory. To you alone belongs all the praise because you're the one that found us. You're the one that walked beside us. You're the one that lifted us up. You're the one that covered us, and you're the one that blessed us. So as a church... As a body of believers, why we need you is because this body is not whole without you. Everybody is, has purpose. Everybody has design. God does not make accidents. There are purpose for you in this room right now. There is, there is life for you right now in this church. There is blessing for you as you learn to follow what God has called for you to do. When you get there, let me tell you, it is a blessing. You know, one of the hardest things I have to do in ministry is to let go of this microphone. Because I love to preach. Because when I'm up here holding this thing, it's not because I'm possessive of it. It's just that my soul finds joy in doing what God has called me to do. But I also got to recognize I got to help train other people. I got to help other people come up because I'm not the only one. But you understand when you are doing what God has called you to do, there is joy. That you, the world says, man, I could not do, I could not feed those kids. I couldn't do those things. And you say, well, that's good because I'm called to do it. And I find joy doing these things. I see joy 
and visiting people. I see, I love to see people come alive. I love to see people come to the altar. I love to see someone that is lost become to Christ. I love to see the look in their eye when all of a sudden every burden that they've been carrying just got lifted. That moment that in time when everything seems to have fallen apart and they don't know what to do, but then they find Jesus Christ and that burden is gone and they walk out of here and they say, oh my goodness, look what the Lord has done in my life. That's what is, empowers us, that gets us excited. That's what God has called us to be. Take this to this world, to take this to our community, to let everybody know Jesus loves them. Jesus loves them and died for them. But they need to be connected to the, to the place of God. Will you stand with me in this room? Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast of East Point Church of God and Pastor Larry Sterling. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.